0: Greetings ladies and gentlemen, and so, uh, welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for th- th- Thursday, June 18th. My name, of course, is Javier Reyes, your host of this year' Lockdown Padres Podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javier which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. I love sounding out like that. And if you feel so inclined, guys, hit me up on there, as well as the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show. And before we get into today's episode, guys, I just want to say, the Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Lockdown is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockdownPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. And now for today's episode, guys, it is as promised, as prophesized. It is part two of my conversation with Mr. Taylor Blake Ward of Lockdown Angels, talking about the MLB draft, talking about how it affects the podges a little bit. And really, this part two, it's more about the draft in general. And I also make an analogy on here that is perhaps the dorkiest thing I've ever said. But you know what? I think you guys will enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get it rolling! Yeah, Taylor, now may I ask you, were there any other kind of like cool storylines in the draft that happened where there's some fun draft reactions that you saw just in general, or any other things you think the Padres fans should kind of uh, take note of?
1: You know, not with the Padres necessarily. Um, You know, I'm happy for Robert Hassel. Uh, When I started talking to people about the draft and Robert Hassel was a name on my radar, but I was talking to people and they were like, yeah, you know, he might maybe at the back of the first round, maybe he'll go in the back of the first round and then, as it went on, it's like, yeah, maybe a player that's taken in the twenties, and then it was like maybe a player in the teens, and then it's like, Yeah, I think the Padres are gonna take him to eight. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> to see a kid go from one of these guys that and especially without us having a spring season. Um, For a guy to go from a maybe first round, second round pick to becoming the eighth overall pick in the draft and being a talent of that caliber, uh, just seeing how scouting really improved and, you know, sometimes video can be beneficial. Um, I'm a strong believer in both analytics and the scouting eye. I think scouts are incredibly important to be there in person. But the fact that the Padres can make a decision based on video and past reports, I think is really interesting. Um, you know, there, there's a few storylines. Usually we get more into the storylines later in the draft. Um, yesterday there was a player, man, I can't think of who took him, but he was a senior out of new Orleans. Owen. um Owen, uh, it's not case, but it's something like that. He, he beat two kinds of cancer. And uh, those are the kind of stories that you love to hear about success like that. Um, outside of that, though, you know, it's sadly, not a lot of cool or overly interesting stories just yet when it comes to when it comes
0: to the Padres picks. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Taylor, now I just want to ask you a couple questions more generally. First of all, it's like, what got you into the MLB draft? What is it like covering the draft? Kind of I know you're the host of Lockdown Angels, but just in general, it seems like you're really paying attention to uh, kind of like all of the other stuff that's going on in the league. How is it like covering the draft? And also, um, I guess I should ask this in a little bit, but what ways do you think MLB can make the draft more of a, uh, a thing on the level of the NBA draft and the NFL draft where more people pay attention to it, if there are any ways for it?
1: So just for background sake, um, you know, I was really into minor league sports and I was a big hockey fan and I had a buddy who worked for a minor league hockey team. And I said, you know, hey, I want to do what you do. I want to go work for a minor league team. So he had me go to a job fair. I ended up getting a job with the High Desert Mavericks, who are no longer a team anymore. But they, at the time they were a Mariners uh, single A affiliate. Uh, End of my first day as an intern, as a sales intern, they called me in and said, hey, we need a new director of broadcasting and media relations. And I said, what the heck does that mean? So suddenly (laughs) I went from a sales intern to a minor league broadcaster. And over that year, just getting to know the ins and outs of minor league baseball, I absolutely loved it. And I thought it was the most interesting thing I'd already been to. You know, minor league baseball was already a thing on my radar, but it just was such a, a big thing for me. And at the end of that season, I was asked to I uh, cover the Angels with a Fox Sports affiliate, and you know I got into it, and I started telling them. I said, "Hey, you know I I know about the minors, I know about these things, and I know about the draft a little bit." So they had me start covering the minors, and the affiliate I was working for said, "Hey, we need a second draft writer to help us out." So literally, I got tossed into it. You know, it was like a hmm. uh, learn by fire kind of thing. And from that was in 2013 2013 was my first draft I had to read up on a lot of players I went and saw about five or six in person the next year I went and saw about 50 in person the year after that I saw about 100 players in person and drawing those, uh, those relationships with team executives and scouting directors and scouts that was really beneficial in the long run. And for you know, from 2013 to 2014, it was like, you know, I enjoy this. This is really fun. Um, and then about 2015, 2016, I said, you know, this is my favorite damn time of the year. This is my favorite thing to cover in the world. I absolutely love doing the Major League Baseball draft and I love doing prospects. Um, I I love the Major League product. There's nothing like Major League Baseball, but I'll tell you the Americana of minor league baseball and the low levels of, of baseball in general, I think are really great. Um I'm getting long-winded here. I I can add on to how baseball can uh, kind of glorify the draft a little bit more. Do you want me to carry on here, Javi?
0: Oh, go go for it, man. If if you hey, look, I'm passionate about my own plethora of different things that people get surprised by, and I, I love hearing about people share their same type of thing.
1: Yeah, it's I I love baseball. I mean, I grew up playing baseball. <laughs> I love baseball. I I saw college. You know, I go to. I was. Uh, I wasn't even covering baseball and I went to UCLA one day and this pitcher is on the mound and I'm saying, you know, Hey, this guy's really good. I like him. And some guy said the next day or said, told me that was sitting next to me said the next day is going to be a better pitcher. And I said, oh, okay, sure. That night I went and saw Trevor Bauer and the next night it was Jared wow. Cole. And it's like, wow, see, these guys in college is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw Spencer Torkelson twice, and he was the first overall pick this year. But uh, how Major League Baseball can get a little bit more light on the draft, I think is I think it's a little bit out of their hands. I think that, uh, the NCAA and things like that kind of have to start highlighting things. I think MLB Network does a great job of doing high school showcases. I think they air those really well. give a lot of knowledge about it. But just people just don't have the interest. And it's because, you know, even a guy like Spencer Torkelson, who's the first overall pick, he may be up in the majors this year on a taxi squad. He may be up next year. But the, you know, Robert Hassel for the Padres here, he's probably not going to be a Padre for three years. And to yeah. say that, you know, hey, we want to glorify this player. He's a great player, all these things. And then say, yeah, but you got to wait three years until you can see him in yeah. San Diego. And that's where it takes a few fans away. Um, I think having an on ESPN and ESPN2 this year was very beneficial. Um, and I think that if MLB can say, look, we want to have it on ABC or uh, NBC or ESPN, whatever it is, and get a major network to pick it up every year, I think that you're going to have a little bit more of a drawing crowd to it because the people that are already invested in it are heavily invested in it. Um, I've noticed that <laughs> with, uh, covering this, covering the draft for eight years now, you, you start seeing people get very uh, adamant about things that, you know, you're, you're talking about a mock draft at the start of the show. A mock draft is great and it's informational, but if you get one thing wrong, some people get really pissed. And it's like, look, <laughs> yeah. you know, the draft is not. A, it's, you know, do you get pissed off about an NFL or NBA mock draft? Jeez, man. And it's, yeah. And, and a big thing with um, the difference between NFL, NBA draft, and even uh, in a, to an extent, the NHL draft is, you know, Kyler Murray's going to get picked first overall in the NFL draft and then he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals yeah. as
0: yeah. soon as
1: the season starts. That's mm-hmm. not the case with baseball. So um, I think that just getting it on a major network and maybe using major league baseball as a platform to push it would help. But uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of uh The people at the head of Major League Baseball currently, uh, I don't think that that's something that's on their focus, especially eliminating so many opportunities within professional baseball, not only to join through the draft, but also to
0: continue with uh, taking rid of or getting rid of 40 minor league teams. That's right, guys. Just taking a quick second because I want to talk to you about rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, delivered directly to your door. It's really great stuff. They've, the RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear? About us, box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. You know, just to touch back on what you said about just kind of seeing these guys in a way grow up like that is one thing that I feel like is stands out with baseball I mean you can talk about all sorts of things you can talk about Bull Durham and that whole minor league like kind of the romanticization of this this grind from the the single a teams and then you see someone pitch in high school and all of a sudden they're like you said Trevor Bauer or Garrett Cole like really great major leagues type of starters and it's really interesting I know that it's it's funny because my one of my best friends for years has been trying to get us to do a keeper league a a fantasy based Keeper League where we also draft a, a, Like have our own mini farm systems And I'm like my guy I hate to Admit it you know I don't know if you <laughs> If you just haven't accepted <laughs> this and You haven't looked in the mirror but nobody really cares About this as much it is cool Though and I do admit that compared To basketball and football While basketball I think that a lot of guys That get drafted yeah they're they're one And done players maybe you could say and They don't actually become really really good Until three years later right but You get to at least see them play in baseball it's not the same but i will say that one advantage if you're just already a fan of baseball is yes yeah, seeing that kind of that journey and especially i think it's even more satisfying when it's not necessarily a, a first round draft pick when it's not a bryce harper who i feel like from the very beginning was you know everyone knew this guy's going to be a star kind of player and he's going to be uh in the majors at a pretty young age um it's really fun to see all these guys that all of a sudden it's like hey that guy, you remember that one dude you saw play one game in Vanderbilt or whatever the heck? Like, guess what? He's gonna be starting for the the, the Mets tomorrow or what have you, right? It's almost um this is the dorkiest analogy I've ever made. I can't resist the it's kind of like, you know, I like watching anime, and some of them are super, super long. And like I really like Naruto. And then some people ask me, like, how do you get through that whole thing? It's like Well, I have to admit, it's kind of cool seeing this kid grow up, you know, for basically the last part of the decade, you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, this is this is kind of the end result. There's something really satisfying about that. Um, Yes, that is without a doubt the biggest stretch of an analogy I've ever made on the show. But still, I stand by it.
1: (laughs) <laughs> it was really good. I, I, I'm i not an anime person, but the fact that we could get people that like baseball and maybe they're a diehard Padres fan or a diehard Mets fan or whatever, but they just love the Mets. Same as, you know, an anime fan that just loves anime, but doesn't know about, uh, what was it, Naruto is what you said it was? Yeah,
0: Naruto, yeah.
1: I'm sorry, yeah. I, um, <laughs> That's and, you know, it's not my great. thing, but that doesn't mean it's, you know. But, like, you tell them, hey, you know, check this out go to a minor league game with me, go to a high Mm. school game with me, go to a college game with me. And suddenly they start tapping into that, like you were saying, is where, you know, you see uh, a Bryce Harper and, or you see a, uh, even it doesn't even have to be a Bryce Harper. You know, it could be a a Hunter Renfro and you see Hunter Renfro and you're like, man, that was the best guy on the field tonight. He was really a good baseball player. And then you say, Hey, you know, two years later you say, Hey, you know, Lake Elsinore is right down the road, single-A affiliate. Let's go to a game. And Hunter Renfro's batting third. And they're like, hey, we saw him in high school. That was really yeah. cool. I'm in college, whatever it was. And then two years down the road, you go to a Padres game, and you're like, Hunter freaking Renfro. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so There's it's clear this, to happen. And, yeah. You know, Yeah. Nuru- uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, I, I, I got to say, the only one I watched was um, the one with the giants that are taking over the town. What oh, is that? the
0: Attack on Titan, which is one yeah. I haven't watched somehow.
1: Yeah, I've watched that one. Uh, I watched like two episodes of that with uh, my it's brother. Insane, yeah. yeah, and I, I sat there and he was
0: telling me a story. And I'm like,
1: yeah, it sounds like a really cool story. Just just mm-hmm. not my cake. But, you know, it's like baseball is not cake for everyone either. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
0: so, yeah, basically just to, to tie a bow on it, despite how much I don't pay attention to the draft and why I, I do get annoyed sometimes when people obsess over, you know, say, I, I don't know who the the 95th best prospect in the Padres farm system is. And I don't know who their <laughs> draft pick from 2014 is. It's like, all right, my guy, like, have they played in the majors? Like, that's my thing. I do admit for those who I feel like kind of get into it, there's something kind of beautiful and interesting about seeing the, the started from nothing and the the equally the tantalizing prospects that we all know about, but then the whole, Wow. You remember that guy who got taken 125th? He is starting for the team tomorrow. You know, like that's it's always I think there's something about that versus the other sports that does have a little bit of advantage over, even if it's not talked about as much.
1: Yeah, no, it's a blast, man. And and you talked about um, the fantasy thing. There are people that that, oh, my God, the Keepers League's they'll take players that just signed out of the Dominican that are 16 years old and they're five, <laughs> six years away from the majors. And it's like, Oh my, I mean, I'm not a fantasy guy, but I mean, dear God, you know, like I'm invested in this stuff, but for me to say that I'm going to go and uh, bank on this kid that's six years away and he just signed, it's like, wow, wow. But yeah. you know, props to it, the, props to him. And, and like you said, there's a lot of people that are very deeply invested in this.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and look, and I love my friend for that because it also resulted in me winning many games because he liked drafting people that were young instead of people that were just really, really good. That's one of the things people forget sometimes. (laughs) But uh, Taylor, I really had a lot of fun talking about this. And um, what what do you you have anything to plug? What do you got? Any other draft type of coverage that you're going to be doing in the next few days? Go ahead and uh, tell the people.
1: Yeah, this was a blast, Javi. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to be all across the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, I've got a few schedules. I'm actually talking right now with the Cubs and the Rays uh, podcast, Kevin Weiss and Sean Sears. And uh, you can find me all over the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can find me, uh, our show at Lockdown Angels. Right now I have a co-host, Jason Hernandez, who does Lockdown Anaheim Ducks, taking care of that. But um you know i'll be on lockdown angels coming up here hopefully we play some baseball soon some actual baseball games and uh you can, if you want to follow me on twitter i'm at taylor blake ward and javi this was really fun man i appreciate you having me on this <laughs> absolutely really cool.
0: man absolutely man it was a blast uh so yeah take care hope you have a great next uh weekend or weeks weekends months whatever and hopefully we get baseball back and it you know we're all you know, excited for it, I guess, if we ever get baseball back. Because it's not looking <laughs> like the greatest uh, time at the current moment. No,
1: no, but uh, amen to that. I'll, uh, I'll see you at the ballpark, man.
0: All right, I'll see you, man. Take care. And zip, zap, zap, bidee, That is it for today's discussion on the MLB Draft with Taylor Blake Ward, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it. I had a friggin' blast talking to Taylor. Really fun stuff. And yes, the Naruto reference. I just had to do it. I had to do it, guys. But honestly, I really thought the analogy was quite good. I don't know. Message me on Twitter about it. Tell me what you think. But, uh yeah, that's it for today's edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. That's Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcasts, Himalaya, whatever. Follow the show or myself on Twitter if you guys would do me a favor and tell your smart devices to play Locked On MLB by my man, Sully. Just did some of his thoughts on Rob Manfred on the podcast and also a friend of the pod, Gabrielle, who you guys have heard many times on this podcast from sports movie madness or yesterday's special of the lockdown live thing she was just on for some some word association fun stuff about the red sox who would have thought that they would have talked about the red sox together anyway really looking forward to listening to that myself um and guys also of course tomorrow really exciting the final five of the sports movie madness bracket it's super fun but uh don't think we're done there with the sports movie madness we got a lot of ideas planned for the future So uh, stay tuned for that, guys. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies. Take care.